It's been way too long, and I really miss you. Love you, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. My favorite director would have to be Martin Scorsese. Followed by Quainton. Hey, guys. Welcome to Top Fives and Deep Dives. This is Justin over here. We have a very special bonus episode today. The Super Bowl's on Sunday. So we wanted to drop a little special something to gear us up for it. We've got the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Los Angeles Rams. And there's a special someone, you know, big friend of the pod, who I love to bring on for these bonus episodes. And so... Coach Adam has returned, or maybe we'll just call him Bonus Adam now. You know, one of my favorite things is when you do your YouTube deep dive and you just get down the rabbit hole. And multiple times, I've just gotten so into these old Super Bowl halftime shows. And it's pretty it's pretty wild that every year they spend so much money and so much time on a 12-minute show. And some have been awesome, some have been horrific, and some of them are just so outdated when you watch, but kind of entertaining at the same time. And I've been very excited to to talk about some of these with you. You have. You have been bringing this up to me for quite some time. I I forget exactly when you first brought it up to me, but it's come up a couple times, and I knew... There was no way to do this without you. And and luckily, you brought it back to my attention so that we could sneak it in before this Sunday. Well, speaking of this Sunday, definitely a halftime show that I think a lot of people are excited for. I am one of them. I mean, you know how big of an Eminem fan I am just to start. But I mean, all of these legends that are coming onto the screen, Dre, Snoop, Kendrick, Mary J. Blige, Eminem, it's I mean, it's insane. Not to just mention, of course, it being in L.A., the West Coast, you know, homecoming for Dre, Snoop and Kendrick just being right in, you know, where they grew up, essentially. Yeah, Inglewood, it's going to be so cool with the Rams playing. My one critique is or question, do we think it's too many people for 12 minutes? It's debatable because some of the other halftime shows have had this many and they didn't always work. But I think for this crew, especially, especially like Dre, I mean, really all five of them, I think they're so intertwined. Mary J, maybe a little bit more like not as intertwined as the other four, but the other four all have material together. I, I think it's gonna flow relatively seamlessly. Right. I, I, I have love, high hopes. I love Kendrick. I think Kendrick's album is probably one of the most anticipated albums. You know, it's been years, and I, you know, we're excited to see new Kendrick. But I mean, I just think if it was Dre, Snoop, you know, Ice Cube or Dre, Snoop, Eminem or something, it's. I think they could fill the twelve minutes themselves. But Easy. either way, I'm very excited. I'm I'm with you there. I think you easily could have done Dre, Snoop, Eminem, and 
I mean, it's it's legendary right there. Look, you could just give Eminem one, and it would be awesome for twelve minutes. I, I fully agree. I mean, oh, I've also haven't one day. Also, I'm so I'm doing research on Wikipedia. I don't know if you, this happened to you, and I go to the bottom. So the weekend was last year, and you know they have the songs and they have the special guests and some notes and who produced it. And here's 20, 2022, and they have the set list. I don't no, know if it's right. Don't. I don't know if it's true, but here's a set list. So I'm not. I don't want to spoil anything. I, I'm pretty happy with it, but okay. I'm a little just. But I'm a little disappointed if I, I by researching for this pod, I'm uh, you know spoiling the halftime show for myself. That is. Cr- I'm so glad I did not look at it for this year. I was on like the Wikipedia, but I I didn't look at it. That's insane that they m- may have it. Which I will say, I kind of believe because oh, I there's do so know much production and practice. And- yes, I do know a couple people working on it that have told me, you know, a couple of the sound check songs. So right. I do believe they might that it might be out there already. And and you probably know this about me. I like putting a putting a dollar or two on on a lot of sporting events, including the Super Bowl. And I love the props. And I will I would always do like one of the halftime props, you know, like first song or something else. But there's always a reason why you can't bet that much because it definitely could, you know, it's definitely rehearsed and leaked out. Um, and I feel like probably now double rehearsed ever since, which I'm sure we'll talk about later in the pod, the wardrobe, wardrobe malfunction heard around the scene around the world. Oh, yes. That'll be talked about. And I, um, I do need to ask you before we jump into it. So obviously we both live in L.A., but... Uh... You know, I'm I'm a New York Giants fan. Where's your fandom lie again? So, growing up in LA, obviously we just got our football team. I had no football team, and obviously I'm a big yeah. And now we have two. But you know, once you're my like, once you turn thirty, like you're not gonna root for a team all of a sudden. So, um, I I was a Charger fan because you can drive to games. But about I would say twelve to fourteen years ago, um, it was a mix of some cousins of mine and and then about 10 years or less some friends of mine that all lived in seattle and so the combination of those two groups and Pete carroll who i loved and you know when usc was here that was kind of like our nfl team um i think the combination of everything i became a, a seahawks fan and to this day i'm still a pretty good seat big seahawks fan so i root for the charge a little bit because they're different conferences so i'm not mm-hmm. really a rams fan but I would obviously love to see the Rams win for the city. It looks like the fans have been awesome. Like I, I, I was so impressed watching the fans and the crowd and how expensive the tickets were. Um, you know, good job, LA. I got to agree there. And I got to say, like, although I have no dog in the fight, something I actually sort of love about this year is that I, I actually really like both teams. Um, which on the one hand, if you hate one team – you do have someone to root for, but yeah, I'd love if LA won for the city. I think Stafford deserves it too, after everything he went through in Detroit, but yeah, I also wouldn't be mad about the Bengals. I've been, I've been loving that team this year and it's hard, hard not to love them after that epic win over the chiefs. So going to be a good Super Bowl. So like the, so likable Joe Burrow and most of the, most of the Bengals. Yeah. Um, Higgins, like even McPherson being this epic kicker that's winning all these games. Like, and let's be honest, like what, what does Cincinnati have? Like, like let's they they could use a Super Bowl win. Like, agreed. Uh, 
you know, it's it's kind of like it's kind of like when when everyone's just like so into like USA soccer and they're playing these countries that have nothing else. I'm like, we could care less. We have so much other stuff. So at Cincinnati, you know, I hope you win. Um, but you know what? I hope LA wins. I don't really care. I hope there's a good game, a good halftime show, and good food wherever I am. And you know what? With that said, it's time to talk about halftime shows. So, sir, please lead us off with your number five. All right. So if you, you really look at the history, you know, it was a lot of marching bands and, you know, these kind of just shows. And then they sort of in the early 90s started mixing the two where there would be like a script and a theme. And it was so ridiculous and all these different types of music. So my number five is 1997's Blues Brothers. And, Ooh. you know. Do you have that one, by the way? I don't have that one. Okay. But what an interesting pick. So here's my question. Would we be into the Blues Brothers like we were into like Tenacious D, for example? Because like my dad loves the Blues Brothers. And they just always seem a little cheesy to me. But this halftime show was just a lot of fun. Um, I so agree keep- that this one's a lot of fun. I'm, I'm not. Yes. Like I'm not into the Blues Brothers the same way that maybe our parents are. But very fun halftime show. Yeah, they had ZZ Top, they had James Brown, and it was just it's just a fun, just a fun halftime show where there's a lot going on. Um and they all sing Give Me Some Lovin' at the end. And, you know, it's it's there's it's a little scripted and I you know, I, I just I had a blast watching this today, and that's my number five. I love it. Um well For my number five, I am. So just like you said, there's a lot of different ways that these Super Bowl halftime performances go. It's, you know, like you said, they started out kind of with these these marching bands and not really famous artists, so to say. Then they start dipping into that pool in the 90s, combining a little. Then, of course, once you get to, you know, the 2000s, it's it's pretty much exclusively absolute superstars. And depending on the artist doing it, it's either this crazy production or sometimes it's just a legend. Just, you know, playing a halftime show. Don't need all the production. The music speaks for itself. And that's my number five definitely falls in that um, category. That's 2005's performance by Paul McCartney. That's a great one. And it was it was pretty cool that there's like a five, six-year stretch where it's McCartney and the Stones and Springsteen and Petty and like, you know, just some of the great artists ever. And, yeah. and you know, who's not going to have a, a great time watching McCartney? And, you know, I'm looking at the sellers right now. Drive my car, get back, live and let die. Hey, Jude. He's probably one of the few people where the few performance performers where you don't know exactly what he's going to play ever, you know, like there's certain bands where it's like, okay, they're going to play, you know, if the Foo Fighters play, they're going to play ever long, you know, and they're going to yeah. play my hero. And, you know, you can even say that some about the great ones, like the who you can know, you know, their three biggest songs, McCartney, other than probably Hey Jude, like it, it could be a grab bag. And that's why I think what makes McCartney, you know, any halftime show or any show with McCartney, pretty, pretty awesome. Great way of putting it. And look, the only reason for me it's number five and not further up, because I think he's one of the greatest performers of all time. And it's only because there are a couple other shows that maybe were more, for me, more special to the Super Bowl in particular. With that said, I don't think it's hard to top for me 
the entire crowd singing along to Hey Jude at the Super Bowl. It's pretty unbelievable. Same with Live and Let Die is insane at, at this show. Like he just absolutely kills it in the way that he is just able to command a crowd and show pretty much, you know what? I don't really need any production. I'll shoot off some dope fireworks, but otherwise I'm just going to do my thing. And he captivates everyone. I just, I have to get him on there. He's just too good. I completely agree. You know, we have not talked about, it. I don't know if you've talked about it on a pod yet is the, however many hours, um, six plus hour, you know, doc on the Beatles on Disney plus, you know, what's insane. I actually have not watched it yet and I've been waiting to, um, it's, I love it. it. Amazing. I, it's so good and it's so raw and they're just, I have a lot of, I have a lot of thoughts, but maybe we say that for, for a different pod. We do. We do. And we do once I've seen it, because I'm, I'm very excited to see it. I know that it's been out for a minute, but we just haven't had Disney Disney Plus for the moment. And, Justin, uh, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a password. Actually, I use Emma's password. Well, so. I'll take hers. I'll take hers. Thanks, Emma. Um, give me your number four. All right. My number four. My number four is I'm going to keep I'm going to keep this theme. It's 1995 put on by Disney. And it was the opening year where the Indiana Jones ride came out and they're promoting the ride. No. Like, think about just how funny that is, like, (laughs) to say. And so the whole theme is Indiana Jones. And throughout the show, we have Patti LaBelle, who's, if you don't really know Patti LaBelle, like, she can sing. And that was just fun to watch. I don't know much Patti LaBelle, and she kills it. Tony Bennett who still looks 90 years old in 1995, but definitely, you know, is, is a star. And the whole thing is like another skit where he's, he's, uh, you know, saving the Super Bowl trophy through all these obstacles. And again, cheesy, but a lot of fun. And that's my number four. I love this pick because I actually have to admit, this is one of the few that I didn't get around to watching. And this uh, sounds bonkers, and I need to watch it immediately after we get off this. Yeah, uh, you definitely do. There's just there's just some funny ones, and some and some are like some I, later. Wait, when we when we finish the five, or I can just like make fun of like it's actually a it's actually a good like worst list. You know, we can do. But oh my god, um, there's some terrible ones. But this one, but this one was a lot of fun. Well. I'm taking us to the opposite end of the spectrum for number four. I'm very curious your thoughts on this one because I feel like it was a split bag when it first happened. But I am in the all-time great category for it personally, and I'm going to tell you why. And that is 2014's Bruno Mars and Red Hot Chili Peppers. So obviously I think the consensus of our generation in the last like decade is people – the approval rating of Bruno Mars Super Bowl was awesome. Like I've even seen like tweets and memes of like just Bruno Mars should perform it perform every year. And they brought him back two years later for the cold play, which I actually think was pretty good. I, I don't think it got great reviews, but I mean it was I thought it was great. I, I, I actually love the do cold play one. And, and I have a soft spot for Coldplay too. And I actually almost thought Coldplay was so good. It was almost disrespectful that they needed to have Bruno Mars and Beyonce just randomly like stop by. But they didn't need them. They didn't need him is what I'm saying. Like they got enough, you know, bangers and, you know, so anyway, but I mean, I love Bruno Mars. I, you and me both are huge Chili Pepper fans. Um, huge. And we're so excited that John's back in the bands and I can't wait to see them live this summer. But to me, 
the Chili Peppers kind of like lip syncing just on the side of Bruno Mars was like almost a little cringy to me. Like, oh, bro, bro, you got to rewatch this. What's the last time you've watched this? I it's watched it. It's been a while. It's been okay. a while. Like, I just don't like using Chili Peppers as like a prop. And I think they got made fun of a little bit because it was so like you could tell they were not really playing. And I just like just because I love the Chili Peppers, I think they're you know in, in ways underrated as a as a live rock band. Um, you know, I didn't love that, but obviously Bruno Mars was incredible. So you know, I would definitely you know put it on my list too. So here is what I will say about that because I just watched it within the last hour, and dude, anyone that said that is out. First of all, I think it's aged gracefully because if you look at the comments on any YouTube. Everyone now is saying how the Red Hot Chili Peppers part is fucking unbelievable and they need to get their own halftime show, which is true. Um, but, dude, there is no lip sync syncing to be had. Anthony is fucking killing it, almost going out of breath with how much he's murdering the vocals on Give It Away. And then when it comes to Bruno Mars, it's like this. I, I'm not even the biggest Bruno Mars fan, to be honest, but. Man, is this guy a performer. He's got the hits. He's got that old school sort of cool sensibility mixed with sort of the new school pop sensation. Um, He's just he sort of is the full package. He is the full package. And I just he was so good for this. And then what you were saying, Adam, about the Chili Peppers about because I, I, I got to dial it back right now. I have to heavily disagree. Obviously, we're in agreement. We're we're massive fans, both of us. But talking about lip syncing and it being sort of weird or cringe, I could not feel more differently. I okay, thought but it I'm was, not. But I'm not making up. There's definitely something go like on the internet saying that they they were didn't play their instruments. There was something. I'm not making this up. I'm I'm not saying that you are. Maybe there was something with the instruments. Like I know Josh on the guitar was going nuts, and I, I I mean I couldn't tell you if he was or was not playing. But I mean Chad Smith was was banging on those drums, and Anthony Kiedis was singing every single word live of "Give It Away." No, and so, and, and, and maybe for me it was just the Chili Peppers. To me, is one of the big bands of growing up, right? You know, the, the 80s Chili Peppers transforming with Fricante back with the three, you know, huge albums, Californication, by the way, Stadium, Arcadium. And, I, and maybe I just always thought like the Chili Peppers would be one of those bands that we love that would be big enough to do the halftime show. So for me, just maybe seeing them as like the side piece of Bruno Mars at the time was like, I, I just didn't like it. That was, and that's just, that's just me. I get that. I get that. I think now, and I remember at the time, I was I was peeved by the same thing, but more so in the sense of I just like didn't fully give Bruno a chance because I was like, well, Red Hot was the best part of that. They should have just done the whole thing. And now with some hindsight, I actually think it's a great meshing. I actually think Kiedis and Bruno Mars very strangely worked out well together when on paper it seems like a really bizarre combo. But one of my favorite parts of any Super Bowl halftime show ever is sort of the end towards the end of Give It Away, where Bruno, Kiedis, Flea, Josh, everyone is just jumping on stage and there was so much energy. But no, I, I totally agree. The Red Hots, they need their own. And hey, the fact that they're selling out a stadium tour right now 
one of the only bands able to do that right now, maybe maybe they'll get a chance in the next few years. Well, I don't want to I don't want to totally digress, but I did write a little the Adam top five people I want to see at a halftime show. Wow. I so mean, I'll, you want me to do it real quick? Just give us five to one. All right, gotta go, Foo Fighters. They, oh, they're yeah. just they're just the biggest rock band we have today, and we need rock in our lives. They're due. And You'll get some great covers, maybe. You'll get great guests too. Yep. Yes, he has McCartney. He's at Zeppelin. I mean, he can get anyone. So that'd be one. Um, I'm okay with Garth Brooks. I'm not a big country guy, but I think he's so big that would be like a, you know an easy choice. True. Um, and he does have the bangers too. Jay Z, yep. obviously, legend. I I remember a couple of years ago he turned it down because of the Kaepernick stuff. But you got to think with this new group doing it, maybe they're starting to get a little bit over this. Um, maybe not with the new coaching news, but um, Jay Z is definitely a no brainer. Yep. And then you know, you and I we talk about concerts a lot. We talk about Coachella and all that stuff and different podcasts. I mean, obviously, if that punk's never going to tour, maybe they can get a halftime show out of them. Wow. Wow. And then number five is, you know, maybe Rihanna is just is a mom, doesn't want to perform, but she's got a halftime show in her. So that's my top five. I love that is a very good top five. That's all people that I think most humans would be very excited for. And again, even though I'm not a country guy, if you're going to pick a country guy, Garth Brooks is the one. Exactly. Like, you don't have to be a rap guy, but like, you got to know that when you see Jay-Z, you're seeing, you know. Musical royalty. Yes. Absolutely. Um, so back well, to our list. Love that. Let's get all of them over the next five years. Um, and then let's sprinkle in the red hot chili peppers too. I love it. So I think it's time for you to give us your number three. All right. My number three, it might have been higher except for there's just one part that's just a little cringy to me. But it was one of the first real performances where it was less about, you know, the marching bands or the, you know, the whole, the whole, you know, script and more about a concert. And it was 1993's at the Rose Bowl, Michael Jackson. Nice. Yeah, this is a great one. I mean... So yeah, I mean it's just it's like it's a first real like it definitely paved the way for the other halftime shows. Uh, full concerts, full production, um, does the bit does the bangers, Billy Jean, black and white, we are the world. And then the cr- real cringy part watching it now is all the kids up on stage for Heal the World. Um, but definitely my number three. Okay. I love I love the pick. Um, I, I watched it obviously in leading up to you and me recording this and he, I mean, he's so good, but I don't know. It just, it didn't, I don't want to say it didn't do it for me. That's not the right way to put it. Cause he's just an insane performer. Yeah. I think I got to do it cause it paved the way for the other ones. Like if you yes. look at the ones previously, I think it's just, you know, it's just, it's the, it was the important one. It was a full one one act concert and so that was that was that was my number one just I mean, that was my number that was why i put him number three just because i think it transcended uh halftime show 
Dude, I I'm glad that you have it on there. We need it for the history. It's on my honorables. Well, and it's good. Um, we haven't we haven't overlapped yet, which is what you want. Exactly. And I think there's a chance that could change with my number three, which you may have higher. We'll see. But I just could not not include this one. 2007's Prince performance. It's it's higher for me. We'll wait for that. Um, please bring us to your number two. All right. So obviously, you know, if it's not Prince, he's, he's my number one. So my number two, it goes in my tradition of just what is, what am I watching here? There's so much to dissect. There's so much going on. It just really depicts the time. It's 2001. 2001's no, Britney Spears, Aerosmith. In sync, Mary J. Blige and Nelly. Oh my God! I can't believe you picked this one. This is such a like you either love it or hate it, and I do not love it. Okay. I'll tell you that. Okay, so I'm going to tell you why I love it. Okay. It's, first of all, it starts with Ben Stiller as like this this like hyping up this Aerosmith in sync tandem <laughs> band. So that's the whole point. It's like in sync and Aerosmith are like one. And they kind of switch back and forth. So you have Aerosmith performing some of the most classic rock songs. And then you literally go to the most ridiculous, choreographed, lip-syncing, in-sync show. And you're just like, what am I watching here? But it kind of works to me, for me. I think it's a perfect, like, mishmash, like we talked about, grab bag halftime show. And then Britney comes out for Walk This Way. And in my opinion... I think this is the beginning where you're like, wait, there's this guy, this, this Timberlake is just bigger than NSYNC. And, it's a, and by the end of the night, it's him and Steven Tyler. And everyone else to me is like in the background. And so to that, to me, I think it's, it's you have Justin becoming a superstar. You just have Britney in her prime. I mean, Holy crap, Brit, like, you know, Britney's been in the news a lot lately, but just 2001 is just prime Britney Spears. Just looks gorgeous up there. Um, and I just, I had a lot of fun. Hey, I respect it. I respect it. I, I actually rewatched it hoping I was going to enjoy it because it seemed so ridiculous. And I was just like, I don't know if I can get behind this one. But, right. but I love the pick. It's you, you laid it out, you laid out your argument well, and you know what? I'm going to have an argument to make with my number two. So let's hear it. Giddy up, baby. Um, it's funny because this performance actually, when you go through the Reddit threads and all that is seen in a very positive light, at least now I felt like maybe at the time it was mixed, but I'll say, so I rewatched pretty much every single one, at least pretty much every single one, 1990 onwards. Um, wow. There's one that just, in terms of when I think Super Bowl halftime show these days, of the spectacle of it, the show, the bangers, like a couple surprises. This one really just did it all for me. And I especially give props that for being a female pop star 
She sang all of her stuff, no lip syncing. So obviously this is one of two people. So it's obviously Beyonce or Gaga, but who is it? Well, my friend, you're wrong on both counts. It's 2015, Katy Perry. Honestly, honestly, in my notes, said if you know for my honorables, not only did I have Katy Perry, you know, it's the it was the number one most watched halftime show. Was it really? Yep. I did not know that. So oh. Katy Perry, Missy Elliott. Sort of her her reemergence into the onto the stage at this point. But I don't hate this mistaken. at all. By, I don't hate this at all. By the way. Okay, I'm very I'm very happy to hear that. And then of course we had Lenny Kravitz come in there as you well kiss a girl, for a little right? bit. Yes, exactly. And what a great rendition it is! I feel like for being Katy Perry's song that maybe is the most um, young, for lack of a better word he sort of brings this rock sensibility to it and this swagger to it that the du- the duet of them doing it, it's almost like a whole new song and it's, it's sick. Like I personally am a lover of all Katy Perry's hits. I think, I think like as big as she is, she's a little bit slept on because, you know, you have the Beyonce's and the Gaga's of the world that are sort of more critically acclaimed. I, I, and for some reason, she just had a bad, I don't know, like the, her career definitely went a little downhill where she just got just less popular. I think people were just like, I don't know, bored of her personality, but I think she's awesome. I've always been a fan, um, you know, and what was it? Like she... She has some, uh, she has so many bangers. So, so many. many. Bangers. And like the way they set up the stage was just so good. I mean, wasn't that where, what's it called? Yeah, um, the famous, uh, the shark. The shark. Yeah. And it's like, you know, just the stage setup she had for, for Teenage Dream and California Girls. And then of course, you know, the end with firework and lifting her up into the middle of the thing. And, and, and keep in mind, Missy Elliott is like a big get, like she never big. performs. And she killed it. She's awesome. She's awesome. This is a, this is a great one because it's definitely an iconic halftime show. Like there's certain halftime shows like, okay, like, let, okay, so we both didn't have Beyonce on the list. Like Beyonce is great. Gaga's great. But they're always great performers. You know, like yes. Katy Perry is like, you. It's, it's in this Bruno Mars category. And also the one, like the last Super Bowl with, with J-Lo and Shakira. Like these are great halftime shows that are like, you're going to specifically remember these artists for their halftime show. Exactly. So I, I love the like, Thank you. Thank you. And you said it best, like Beyonce and Gaga, they're awesome. Like I love them, but like they, their halftime show didn't stand out to me as a special performance for them. Like Madonna, Madonna's had a million great performances. I, I, to me, her halftime show isn't like, Oh my God, I remember her halftime show. I'm fully with you. I don't think it's anything special. Like it's, Exactly. That's I, I'm so glad we're aligned on this because Katie really, really blew me away with this one. I'm I'm definitely a fan of it. Definitely a fan of it. So, well, my friend. All right. So it's time to talk about your number one. Talk about number one. Okay. So I think we talked about. I forget who we were talking about, but I think we were talking earlier in the podcast of it's great when you have a band. Oh, we talked about McCartney. Where it was great when you have someone where you don't know the songs are going to play, you know, like because there's so many songs, and part of the amazing thing about seeing Prince in concert, which I was so lucky to see, um, is you never know what he's going to do. 
Like this guy can have five encores. He, you never know what he's going to play from time to time. You never know he's going to cover. You never know he's going to have on stage. It's always just you're taking a chance, and usually the chance works because he's, in my opinion, the greatest performer that I have ever seen, and I think that there ever is. Because um, he can do it all. Like, forget the dancing, forget the singing. The guy shreds it. I mean, the guy shreds it, and it's just incredible. And his halftime show was amazing because if you look at the set list, you look at what he did, he does he does some of his staples, like Let's Go Crazy in 1999, but then he's like doing covering some classics along the Watchtower and Proud Mary, and then all of a sudden, you're just like, you have your what the fuck moment as he's doing Best of You. And I don't know if you've ever seen this, but like Dave Grohl wrote an essay about it where he's just watching the halftime show at home, and he's like, what the fuck is going on? Um, and Holy then, shit, I did not know that Grohl had, had written something about it. Yeah, it's really cool. I think he did these essays like during quarantine, like just want to do something different. You know what? I know about those essays. I haven't. I don't know if I've read that one though. The Dave's True Stories. Yes, exactly, exactly. So, but then I don't know. There's a behind the scenes because this halftime show is so iconic that the NFL put out. It's on YouTube. And then I don't know if you know, it started raining during this halftime show, and it's literally raining during fucking Purple Rain. And it's like the rain, and he's just using the rain as like a prop. Like it's just, it's just, he's not phased by it. it he's, it's actually enhancing his performance. It, it was, it, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. It's, it's, dude, it really was. You've raved about it to me before. And I sat down and watched it this past week. And yeah, I mean, from, of course, like you said, the best of you cover out of really nowhere. And, of course, I mean, yeah, the purple rain with the rain coming down, also just sort of opening up with Let's Go Crazy, which was I, I love that fucking song. Who doesn't? Um, but I mean, he kills it throughout. But yeah, the purple rain climax with the rain. It, it's you can't write this shit. No, you at can't. All. I, I'm, I'm actually like, I, who are who's topping this in the Justin Cohen number one is what I want to know. So I think you're going to be really surprised. And, and it surprised me, I want you to know, because the artist that I picked isn't necessarily, well, not even necessarily, isn't one of my favorites, but someone that I actually still to this day really want to see live. Um just because of all the great things you hear and this halftime show similar to what you just said, Adam, about princes about, you know, sometimes there's these artists like a Prince, like a Paul McCartney where the music speaks for itself. Sometimes you don't need some elaborate, you know, production or multiple guests coming out. And in rewatching all of these, this is the only one that actually gave me straight chills as I watched it. It's 2002's U2 performance. Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely special because it took place after 9-11 and the whole thing's attributed to 9-11. So you're definitely getting the chills. And, you know, it's, they're definitely, it's definitely genuine. Um, I just think, like, Bono's energy coming into Beautiful Day like walking through the crowd onto the stage, like the build up to that first chorus, like beautiful day was just unreal. 
Then they do, what is it? Uh, the little segue MLK or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they obviously they launch into where the streets have no name. And yes, of course, you have the September 11th tribute, all the names like there was just so much emotion behind it. And also, I just felt like whereas some of these other legends that have performed, I haven't necessarily felt the emotion, even though the performances are spectacular and I loved them. I just, and again, it's tied up in the September 11th stuff, no doubt. But I just think they absolutely crush it. Like, I'm t- beautiful day on where the street where the streets have no name, like both just unreal performances. I, and, and I'm not even that big of a fan. Like I like you two. And I, again, I really want to see them live. You only hear the best things, but yeah, they're, they're definitely high up there on my, on my bucket list now. And someone that, you know, even they're, they're in that category of, you don't have to be a fan, but you, you'll know half the songs. Just, just walk it up and watch it. It's, uh, but so that's number one. All right. So, so I got I got some honorables. I got some some other some other things. Before we hop in, recap your list five to one for us. All right. So my number five was 1995's uh, Indiana Jones uh, with Tony Bennett, Pat LaBelle. And, no, that was that was your number four. Sorry, that was my number four. My number five is Blues Brothers with ZZ Top and James Brown and the Blues Brothers. Number four is the Indiana Jones with Tony Bennett and Patti LaBelle. Number three is the 2001's Mishmash, which is probably was our biggest disagreement with Ben Stiller, Aerosmith, Britney, Mary J, and Sync, and the birth of Justin Timberlake being a star. Um, oh, sorry, that was, was that number two? That was your number two. That was my number two, sorry. My, and then my number three is Michael Jackson, and my number one was Prince. And the reason why I'm out of order, it's because it's my first time where I was kind of winging it because I had so many good ones. There, there he is. I mean, the man's been very excited about this topic. I have been. I have been. And, you know, yeah. so many times I'm like listening to you guys and I'm like, wait, are you really not? You don't have your list, but, you know, <laughs> I, I get it now. Now you get it. It's like it's so hard sometimes. But, oh, man. Okay, real quick. Mine was number five, 2005's Paul McCartney performance. Number four, 2014's Bruno Mars and Red Hot Chili Peppers. Three, 2007's Prince, our one crossover. Um, Two, 2015's Katy Perry, where she also brought out Missy Elliott and Lenny Kravitz. And number one, 2002's post 9-11 U2 Super Bowl halftime performance. Um, So before we go to honorables, as I was doing this list, I was realize I realized a few things as I was doing some research, looking at all the years. Okay. I've never heard this. I don't know if this exists on the internet, but if not, I'm putting it out there right now. There is a curse of the Super Bowl halftime show. Let me let me explain. Please. What has Justin Timberlake done in music since his halftime show? When, and, and what I think, year was that? Let's see. His halftime show was, I think it was his last album because, like, remember the kind of the woodsy one? It was Timberlake was, I just had it. It was 2018. So it was a few years ago. Four years ago. Yeah, he hasn't done anything. Okay. Katy Perry, who we all agree was one of the great halftime shows, 
I has she has, has she done a song you you've heard about? I I really don't think so. Not okay. not like a big one. Has unless I'm black, crazy. Have the Black Eyed Peas done anything other than people laughing at them since their halftime show? Absolutely not. Um, LMFAO on stage with Madonna. I don't even think they they exist. I don't know. I don't know what happened to them. Big part of our college life, I'm sure. But now just go ghosts. 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 Maroon 5. It's only been a couple years. But I think there's somewhat of a trend lately. So just, you know, just, I could be totally making this up. But I, I'm worried. I'm worried for my man Eminem now. I'm concerned. So I'm just, just throwing it out there. Um, and wow. then my next note was... It's so funny how there's certain shows that we definitely watch that I have no recollection of. Like, here was here's a good one. So everyone remembers the the Timberlake, obviously the wardrobe malfunction heard around the world, right? I mean, seen around one of the, the world. most one of the most yeah, seen one of the most famous moments in Super Bowl history, right? Which I think is why after they really played it safe, McCartney, Stones, Tom Petty, because. You're not gonna have. You're not gonna do anything crazy with those guys, you know. Yep. Um, and so I think it's taken a while to actually get you know actual performers that are a little more you know maybe risque or whatever. But do you know that show? We had Nelly do Hot in Here. We had P Diddy do more pro- Mo Money More Problems. We had Kid Rock do Bob with the Ba. <laughs> I know. Like I don't remember this at all. Because all you remember is the the final moment. It's it's crazy. And then 2003, I have zero recollection of Shania Twain and No Doubt. I did as well until rewatching it. Zero. And, and Sting. Sting uh, unbelievable. I mean, come on. Who who our age, early 30s, late 20s, like doesn't love, didn't grow up with on No Doubt? No. Uh, that honestly is one of my very first honorables. Yeah. Unreal. But it's, it's so weird how there's certain ones that you just – that just jump at you that you remember everything. And then there's some were like, did, where, where was I? Like a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So, um, you, you give me some, give me some honorables. So I'd say that's, that's one of my biggest honorables. Um, I'd say as we already sort of mentioned in the episode, cold plays 2016 performance, just phenomenal. I mean, like you said, they didn't even need Beyonce or, um, was it Bruno Mars? Yep. And, or and Bruno Ronson. Mars. Say what? And Ronson for Uptown Funk. Yeah, like they really didn't need anyone to come out because they just had such an incredible show themselves. And if you hate on Coldplay, get the fuck out of here. Like they absolutely kill it live and, and they crush that show. Um, I'll throw one more out. I thought um, I thought Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band 2009. Very solid performance. Yeah, the Levines are big, big Springsteen fans. Um, I'm something I don't want to mention for me. It's kind of like kind of we discussed about just a real show, and you don't need anything extra. And to me, it's you know, my favorite artist of all time. Just like it's so funny after the crazy, the crazy different mishmash shows I've ta- I've talked about, and then you just get Tom Petty just doing four Tom Petty songs with nothing exciting, and it still to me like gives me chills watching. 
Oh, dude, that's you know what I'm looking at that thing right now. That's the only other one I do have listed. It's it's phenomenal. I mean, how can you not love it? Amazing. I mean, I guess if you're not a fan at all of Petty, but like for those of us that are, come on, phenomenal, so phenomenal. You so got I any others? I think that's it. I think we had some of the same honorables. Obviously, Coldplay. I got to give the honorable to the to the one two years ago with. Uh, with Jennifer Lopez and Shakira, because I mean, I'm I'm not a big Jennifer Lopez and Shakira fan, and it was hard not like I feel like everyone enjoyed that one, including me. So true, I did as well. And and again, like you said, that'll be one that is memorable because it was something not okay. You, it either has to be a really damn good performance or something that you'll remember. Which having J Lo and Shakira together is something you will remember. And also, it's funny that you're like I, I think 2020. That's the last Coachella, right? So. And it was the same. So Bad Bunny and Jay Balvin are, are in this performance. And well, then they're actually, dude, twenty nineteen was the geez, last Coachella that happened. And then they're messed and, up. And then they're also at Coachella. And you kind of realize that like, you don't realize how big these two these two guys are. Like they're massive. Like they're massive. selling out. Like I think it was Bad Bunny. I think he sold out two nights at SoFi. Like they're just some of the biggest artists in the world. In the world. So I I, I need a I need to get a little bit more more uh in tune with them I, I can't say i'm a fan but you know what i haven't given them much of a chance so you know i'm fully with you i haven't given enough of a chance i have some friends that have gone full into it um into that scene and yeah yeah i gotta give it a chance but dude this was a nice little list i'm glad we did this it was something we've talked about for a while i think the three i've been wanting to do for a long time has been this our emo our emo top five albums oh yes and what's the other one what is the other one i think we've um i think like just more just some some music you guys really cover all the the movie stuff and even though i have some strong movie opinions um you know i think you need me for for music for sports yes and and i'm here i'm here we love we (laughs) love thank you sir i mean we love having you and and i totally agree and especially all those things, but but music, you know, you and I share a special bond in the music department. So those like will I, definitely be happening. And we're very probably the most excited I've been for a halftime show in years. Years. Oh, I cannot wait. I have a couple friends that are working on the show. I'm hearing great things. No spoilers on songs, but sounds like it is well, gonna be if you awesome. know things. There are some prop bets we can we can do, and (laughs) I actually don't because and I have to give them how many songs over under is eight and a half. Ooh, I mean, I could definitely get the answer to that. See, like these are these are things we can talk. What was the first song played? California Love, two to one. Next episode, three to one. Family Affair, four to one. Nothing but a G thing, seven to one. So here's here's seven to one. Drop it. Here's the question. I mean, honestly, Lose Yourself is the best intro if, if we really are just doing it musically. A hundred percent. Or the last, honestly. True, true. But like, let's be real. I'm just very curious if, obviously, it's Dre is kind of the main attraction, like, so to say, even though- As he all, should be. As he should be because of, you know, all the weight behind everything, but- I'm curious if they'll build up to Dre or if he's going to start it. Right. So here's another one. Which artist will perform first? Dre mm-hmm. is plus 150. Mary J's two to one. Snoop is four to one. 
Kendrick is seven to one. Eminem seven to one. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Can we agree Kendrick's the most um, anticipated album we've had in a long time? Definitely, definitely. And and again, I've heard from the people there um, who, like me, similar similarly are quite um, massive Eminem fans have said that Kendrick's bit on this this halftime show is going to be stunningly awesome. So, you know, it's I think everything with Kendrick going forward is going to be very highly anticipated and especially Uh, this album. Here's the best one. Will Snoop smoke on stage? Yes, is three to one. (laughs) He has to. Wait, wait, wait. How much to one? Three to one. Oh, I love that so, so, so much. I mean, come on. We're in California. This shit's legal now. And here's my last Super Bowl. I mean, here's my Super Bowl take that I've been talking about today. Super Bowl squares make no sense. They're not fun. You no, always have to look at like what's the score and, and you're rooting for both teams. And it's it's stupid. And I'm just over Super Bowl squares. Don't ask me for those listening at home if I want to do one of your squares fair enough and yeah i mean i'm not gonna do it either because i haven't done one man in years and i don't plan on doing one in a long time so good for you well thanks for having me on dude thank you for coming and it's just it's always a pleasure so i hope that everyone enjoyed this it's been such a fun time love when we get to do these like bonus apps and hey happy super bowl weekend everyone Coach Adam, we love you. Love you. For way too long. I really miss you. Love you, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.